You're listening to Youth Ministry Maverick, a podcast about mold-breaking methods to invest in the next generation of the church. Here's your host, Jeff Harding. What's going on, everybody? This is Jeff. Welcome back to Youth Ministry Maverick. You're listening to Episode 76, Developing Student Leaders. As we develop students in our ministry, help them grow in their faith, how are we developing their leadership skills, even pushing them to lead in certain times when they feel like they're not capable um, and they feel like leadership is only a thing on stage? Um, How do we help them do that? My guest today uh, is Brett Aiken from Student Ministry Conversations, and him and I talk about how to develop student leaders and why it's so important. So let's hop into this conversation with Brett. Brett, man, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today. It's great to have you. Glad we could connect. Uh, Could you tell our audience, people who are watching and listening, a little little bit about you and uh, what you do? Yeah. So thanks for having me on. Uh, In a nutshell, uh, I've been in youth ministry for 12 years now. Uh, I've The church that I'm at right now is in Abilene, Texas. Uh, I've been a little bit of everywhere in Texas for my youth ministry career. Uh, I am in year six here um, and absolutely love it. It's fantastic. Um, I am married, been married for just as long as I've been in youth ministry, 12 years. We have two sons um, and we have um, had multiple foster children um, through our home um, over the past two years or so, um, I host or co-host a, uh, podcast as well, uh, for student ministry. It's student ministry conversations, uh, podcast where we, uh, do the same thing kind of you do, man. We, uh, we just talk, talk about topics, have guests come on the show, um, share their heart, share their voice. Uh, and that's kind of our big deal. Everybody has a voice and we want to hear them all. Yeah. Love it, dude. Yeah. We, let's see, in about two weeks, well, about a week and a half now, we st- we start classes to get certified to be a foster home. So we're pumped cool. about that. <clears throat> That's super awesome. I might get some tips from you later about <laughs> that kind of stuff. We have home studies and a whole bunch of stuff to do beforehand, but we're yeah we're we're excited for that. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, today for our episode, we are talking about the importance and methods of how to get students in your ministry to lead. Um, you know, I think having students learn to lead while they're in your ministry and then actually leading uh, is beneficial for multiple reasons. Uh, But Brett, this topic was specifically on your mind. So from your own experience, why do you think it's important for us to develop and even push students a little bit to lead? Yeah, um, I would say from a, from a, approach of just like bettering the student as a whole. I mean, obviously you want to see your students succeed. And I think the leadership is a big part of that. But when you go into biblical standards as well, like casting vision over their lives and like casting this, like, I see this future in you and we just got to get you there. Um, Like seeing and kind of prophesying this like idea or this gift that they have that they might not see over them is like the beginning methods of like, hey, not only do I hear that I have this, maybe I can actually live up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really, really important. Um, students learning to lead um, 
is important across the board. Um, if we teach them to lead in a church setting, they can tr- like transition that into school. They can transition that into sports teams, um, jobs down the road. Hopefully they take that and run with it in college. Um, and so ultimately it's just teaching them and guiding them to be better humans overall. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's taking them, you know, I had lunch with uh, a buddy of mine and when he reflected back on his own youth ministry, ministry experience, he used a word that I'm like, man, that's so on the nose. And it's how youth ministry, church in general, but youth ministry specifically, when you try and cater to students that are coming out of elementary school, their brains are moving to more abstract from concrete. You're trying to entertain them and it almost it's easy for youth ministry to slide into the default of making students consumers and not creators and leaders. And uh, to make that push is something that has to flip in their minds. Um, You can try and make students do things and do whatever, and they can learn from that, but to really develop them and get them to see the importance for themselves of owning their faith, of leading others to do that as well, um, it's a huge jump, but, you know, as you just mentioned, you know, it's definitely necessary, especially, you know, in today's culture that's increasingly polarized and increasingly difficult to even have normal dialogue. Um, it's super important. Yeah. What are some methods and strategies, um, that you've come across yourself that you've done that you've heard or read from others for how to build up student leaders well? Um, so I am big on, uh, personality tests, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, all of those. And I think that's been one thing that's really, really, um, been something that I've embraced. Um, like I know, I know what I am. I know how God built me. Um, and one of those things is like, I am, if you follow Enneagram, I'm a type eight, um, which type eight is like, Yeah. Yeah, Shoot first, shoot again, shoot more. And then when everybody's dead, (laughs) ask questions later. Um, But it's one of those things like I don't mind pushing people out of their comfort zones. Um, And I think that's the biggest part of student leadership is like a lot of students, they don't mind. They just don't see it in themselves yet. So when you Mm -hmm. push them and challenge them to step out and they do it successfully, um, it's one of those things that really, really can go above and beyond, but you have to know your students. Um, and so doing personality tests with your students is a great way to do it um, because it might not be a telltale like uh, sign where like, you know, all the ins and outs and details, but it gives you a great opportunity to um, see some of their uh, personality traits uh, to where it might be, hey, I'm not going to get this introvert to go like preach in front of the entire group yet. (laughs) Like, right. But I'm going to get them to lead the prayer team um, or something to that nature. And so you find what their strengths and weaknesses are and you use those. And then Mm -hmm. once they feel confident in your strengths, you're like, all right, now let's move to these weaknesses and let's see if we can make these work a little bit better too. Um, And so I've had students that are like super outgoing um, extroverts that like want to be in front of people. And it's like, that's great. Hey, you're going to lead this, like whether it's a game or whether it's an activity or you're going to get up and do uh, 
the music in front of 300 kids for vacation Bible school or whatever. And some of those kids just absolutely eat it up. And it's the best thing in the world because they're doing what they love. Um, mm-hmm. And you're putting a biblical twist on it, like a like a church centered focus where they can serve with the talents that they have. Um, but I think it's that's the big method and strategy that you have to pay attention to is start with their strengths. Um, but you have to know what their strengths are. Um, and that takes time and effort right there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we know when I leading up to when I felt called to ministry, uh, one of my longtime leaders was talking to me about how to, how to continue growing spiritually. And in my, um, wisdom of being 16 and thinking that I knew everything about the Bible. Um, I asked him in my kind of ignorance, like, Hey, how do I keep growing? I've heard all these stories and know everything. Like, how do we keep growing? And he said, the way you keep growing is by taking what you know and pouring it into others and investing in them. And then you'll find that the way you grow is different and much quicker and it'll humble you. And I really didn't understand that until I started doing that. Um, and a, in a way that I can relate that with, with my current students now is, you know, um, well, students that I help out with since I'm not the youth pastor or a youth worker, I'm just kind of a fill in being the family ministries guy. Uh, you know, I asked them this past Sunday, uh, you know, how many of you have ever taught kids how to do a skill, like how to dance, how to play basketball, how to do whatever. And a lot of them raise their hands. And I'm like, the first time that you taught them, was it weird for you? And a lot of them said, yeah. I'm like, why was it weird? And they're like, well, I had never taught before. And, you know, I know how to do this skill naturally so well. It's easy for me. And I got them to see that when you teach someone, especially someone who doesn't know really much about what you're teaching them, you have to go back and remember what it was like to not know anything and how to learn that. And you kind of relearn some things as you're teaching them. And I'm like, that's what I mean by uh, learning and growing from your own teaching and just the process of it and learning from students or the people that you're teaching. And when they give you feedback, it's like, oh, when I was your age, there's no way I would have thought of that. That's, that's great. And so, yeah, it's a humbling experience, but then it takes your incline of growth and shoots it sky high. But in order to really see that you also have to humble yourself and yeah that's also a concept i feel like with leadership especially with teenagers it's so hard to like miss that and it's easy it's easy to get it's more easy to get consumers to be a leader of other consumers instead of getting them to see the impact of owning their faith growing in it having it be deep and then inviting students into that as well, which is discipleship. And that's something more than just staying on a stage and leading a game, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I would say that, I mean, there's so many different things that you can push students to lead in. I mean, lead by example, they can uh, lead with their talents, lead with their skills. They can lead as a teacher. They can lead. I mean, there's so many um, lead as a role model, like mm-hmm. uh, so many different things that they can do. And that can happen in and outside of the church. And that's really what you kind of want to push them for. And uh, we're, we're kind of in the season now to where we're, we are really seeing that take off. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this summer we had a killer group of student leaders go and counsel at the uh, high school leaders, go and counsel at the junior high church camp. 
um, and they absolutely killed it. Like they did such a great job um, at the high school camp that they were all just campers at. Um, one of them had an opportunity to lead one of the kids there to Jesus, which was super, super cool. But it's it's speaking life into those moments to where you're prepping them, uh, for the lack of a better example, you're prepping them for game time. Like when it's time to right. roll, they're ready mm-hmm. to hit the ground running. Um, And now I have a handful of students that I can pretty much ask anything of them of like, hey, I heard that there's this kid struggling in high school and like, I want you to go talk to him. And they're like, "Okay, done. Like, I mean, and it's no hesitation, no nothing. And it's really, really cool to see. And while they just see it as like they're helping out the youth and like they're helping the student and everything like that, ultimately, it's giving them great opportunities for growth and like development as a person as well. And they're not going to be afraid to do that in the future because they already have experience doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as far as like outside the church as well, that's something that you bring up that that's also a very important part of being a holistic leader is um, that's something that we drive home with students all the time, whether it's uh, hanging hanging on to that experience when you come down from the mountain from coming to camp or taking a D now weekend or just a lesson or whatever and trying to go live it out and apply it. And that takes a whole nother step as well as a leader. Yeah. In some ways it's, it's almost easier and you have to try and get students to realize like it's not effort driven. It's just having character and being consistent in that wherever you are. So that, that, that could be, you know, uh, it might seem awkward or weird, to the group of friends that you're at at lunch. But if you just um, like pause for a minute when you sit down at lunch and like bow your head quietly for like three or four seconds, like pray, pray for your meal just silently and then just re-engage things like that will make them ask questions like, what, what are you doing? Or um, I think things like that uh, especially are, are good because it's not like, Hey, everyone shut up. I'm going to pray. Like, yeah, probably not a great example. And so, um, you know, doing things like that sparks questions or, um, yeah, it's just getting them to appreciate the holistic sense of like, when you lead, it's not just like hurting cats, which is a lot of times what youth ministry is. It's, um, it's actually just growing in your character and seeing the consistency of your integrity and leading out in that. And then, yeah that's just how to live. Right. So, yeah. Well, and last thing I'll say on it is like, you can, you can have a blanket challenge to all of your students to step up and be leaders. Uh, one, but you can have specific goals for specific leaders as well. One of the things that we challenge our high school with is like, be the high schooler that you wish you had in junior high. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just an opportunity for our entire high school group to step up. Some of them do, some of them don't, but like the challenge is still there. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, Brad, this has been fun. Uh, yeah. Tell us where uh, people can listen to your podcast and catch up with you and, and your content and what you're doing in ministry. Yeah. So uh, like I said, I'm at Wiley United Methodist Church um, in Abilene, Texas, or Wiley Methodist Church, whatever you want to call us. Um, we, uh, like I said, been here for just about six years. You can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Aiken. Um, and, uh, love to connect with you on there. I would say connect with me on Instagram or other social media platforms, but I'm getting old and I just do Facebook now. Um, (laughs) 
And so other than that, okay, you boomer. can find, yeah. yeah, right. You can find <laughs> our podcast on all the major platforms, Spotify, everything, um, website, studentministryconversations.org. Um, we have blog posts, have video and audio to all of our episodes, including show notes and all that stuff. And then um, social media is at talk student men. Um, and so uh, would love to connect with you guys. Would love to uh um, we're going to have you on the show pretty quick, uh, which we're excited yeah. about. And uh, yeah, just it, exciting times. Awesome. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I'll make sure to drop that info in the show notes, people that connect with you. Um, thanks again, man. I'll be praying for you and your ministry, your vocational ministry, your podcast ministry, and just uh, encouraging youth workers for kingdom work. Thanks again, bro. All right, man. Thanks. That concludes today's episode. Thanks again to Brent for joining me. Be sure to check out studentministryconversations.org to check out his podcast and things that they produce for youth workers. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. And be sure to check out our website, youthministrymaverick.com. There, you can see a comprehensive list of our guests, their bio information, some organizations that can help you in your ministry, some articles I've published, and a store to help support the podcast. Also, we would love if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, not just a rating, but a review. It helps our visibility, and we would really appreciate that. If you do leave us a review, take a screenshot of it and send it to me, and I will personally mail you a thank you card with some podcast swag that you can't get on the store. Well, that does it for today. Thanks again for listening. Please share this if it helps others that you know, and we hope that you've been encouraged by it. Until next time, adios.